2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, hello.
4: Welcome. It's the Friday edition. You've made it through the work week. I would say at this time, you know, it is pretty much Mm -hmm. the end of it all. It is. You can lay your labors down. It is. Hopefully, you're not stuck in traffic somewhere.
5: Exactly. We're happy to have you along for this edition. Uh, The death of Tim Keller has uh, hit both John and I hard today. We, uh, like many of you, I'm sure, heard last night about uh, Tim being moved into hospice care. And I, I of course, did not imagine that he would uh, pass away as quickly as he did. But we've spent a lot of time, John and I, um, thinking about Tim today and praying for Kath. Um, I don't know, John, just grateful for the time we were able to spend with Tim on the air here over the last, uh, I don't know, three or four years and just really grieving that loss. Mm
4: -hmm. I mean, if you grew up in this era, which we're in, in the last 30 or 35 years, and you say that uh, you're a Christian, my guess is in some way, your theological life has crossed paths with Tim Keller, perhaps, you know, fleeting or perhaps even a deeper dive, reading one of his books, of which there were many, his uh, sermons, which were publicly available, his podcasts. Certainly, he cast a long shadow Mm -hmm. over we as uh, members of the Christian faith. And uh, as Kath said, grateful for our relationship with uh, Tim Keller and his wife, Kathy. You know, it all started because Kath is, uh, like you and I, uh, from Western Pennsylvania, a Pittsburgher and so it made the conversation much easier knowing that the kellers were you know from our backyard but uh, to think about a man who lived his faith certainly uh, taught his faith but to be a pastor all these many years that's a powerful thing and so we owe a huge debt of gratitude mm-hmm. Uh, with that in mind, uh, our last conversation with Tim, which we did not know was going to be our last conversation, was in February of this year, and so in just a little bit we'll air, we'll air portions of mm-hmm. that conversation, and uh, hope that uh, we all take some um, some heart and confidence from what was said.
5: Yeah, uh, I went back and listened to the conversation, so you know before we uh, went to air today, and uh, what I love about it is that there. <laughs> And I think this is the thing I'm great, most grateful for in our uh, years of knowing Tim and Kathy is that there are a few things publicly that they did together Uh, because Tim was obviously so uh, in demand, well known and had such a public presence. Um, But when they were on the show with us um, because of, you know, our our relationship and Kath being from here, uh, it was like a little glimpse into them as people. Like, he wasn't Tim Keller. Uh, We weren't looking at him as the great intellectual. We were looking at him like, so help us get to know you both as people. And so in the conversation you're going to hear in a little bit, you know, they bicker a little and they talk over each other. And, you know, he tells her to, you know, stop exaggerating. And she's it's just we talk about the Steelers and the Eagles. And I mean, it's just it's it's people. Uh, The church. It's the church. It's. um It's intellect and it's humor and it's just, I don't know, I feel privileged that our lives intersected. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, and we're going to have a little bit of space in this hour. um, If you want to call in and share some of your memories of Tim, if if this is a, if Tim was a a teacher in your life who was meaningful to you, um, and that'll be maybe at quarter till five. So we'll be getting to that. um, But. Uh, Throughout this hour and the next, we'll be remembering Tim Keller and uh, hopefully honoring his memory, uh, reminding you to pray for his wife, Kathy, and his kids and grandkids. And um, as I said, we're happy to have you along.
4: Yes, we are. So uh, do yourself a favor. You know, Kath and I, of course, we we always bemoan the fact of uh, the cesspool of social media, but in certain avenues where Tim is being remembered and talked about, it's a wonderful day to to connect with people that you have no relationship with other than the obvious fact that you're believers in Jesus Christ. So people are singing one man's praise today as he entered into the glory of mm. heaven. And that's a very good thing. Yeah. All right, uh, in our regular show vein for a Friday, of course, we'll uh, kick off and look at the national news today and the local news. Kath, please, without further ado, give us the top four at
5: four. Mm-hmm. For Friday, May 19th, 2023, number one. Four years and one day after he was appointed to probe the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation, which was called Operation Crossfire Hurricane, Special Counsel John Durham's final report was made available to the public. Uh, I'm reading here from today's dispatch. Within minutes of the report, John, 306 pages that was released, a number of progressive commentators had taken to the airwaves to proudly declare that there's no there there. Um, Anyway, ultimately the special counsel, John Durham, was concerned about bias. Um, and I want to read a quote here. The longer article in the dispatch and certainly it is for sure worth your time, but you can read on other news sites as well. But Durham said this, it seems highly likely that as a, at a minimum, Confirmation bias played a significant role in the FBI's acceptance of extraordinarily serious allegations derived from uncorroborated information that had not been subjected to the typical exacting analysis used by the FBI and other members of the intelligence community. In short, he went on to say, it is this office's assessment that the FBI discounted Or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. Uh, I think it's instructive for all of us. We're all so sure we know what someone's going to say or what they're going to do. And this is just an instance where the FBI fell down on the job and forgot about upholding the Constitution. Number two. Congress introduces um, a bipartisan bill to protect AM radio called the AM radio for every vehicle act that would require the secretary of transportation to issue a rule requiring every new vehicle sold in the U.S. to include a device that can receive AM radio. It would have to come as standard equipment and be easily identifiable on the dashboard. Vehicles sold without an AM device before the rule takes effect would have to include an informational sticker to alert buyers. So,
4: is this going to be law?
5: Oh well, we're going to find out. Hmm. It, it was it was brought up, and All so right. we'll see if it's followed through on whether it gets a vote and what that means. Number three, the National Association of Realtors reported today the median sale price for existing homes in the U.S. was three hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred dollars in April. That's down one point seven percent from April of twenty twenty-two, the largest annual price drop since January. That's a lot. It's
4: not here in Pittsburgh.
5: It's not here in Pittsburgh. That's incredible. Also from the dispatch. At number four, as Breeze Airways embarks on its second anniversary of offering Mm -hmm. nonstop flights out of Pittsburgh, it's adding to its itinerary, rebranding its front seating section. And beginning this month, Pittsburghers can book new summer seasonal service to five locations along the East Coast. And that is your top four at four. New routes, John? Would you like to know what they are?
4: Yeah, sure. Let's take a trip.
5: Flights to, would you like to go to Raleigh-Durham? Yeah, how okay. to. you uh, the Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure why not? Okay, uh, New York, New City. York. Uh, what yeah. is it? Islip,
4: Islip, Islip, New York. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. It's not really New York City.
5: Well, it says New York Islip, New York. Okay, all right, fine. Portland, Maine.
4: Mm, yeah, very much so.
5: Okay, as well as the return of summer flights to Norfolk, Virginia, beginning at fifty-three bucks. Why fifty-three bucks? Also on September eighth, Breeze will transfer its existing Orange County service to nonstop flights to LAX.
4: Breeze Airlines. Mm-hmm. Have you ever flown? Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, what's, what's your I, confidence in that?
5: Well. Because I like to go to Orange County, it is higher because I've never, in all the years I've flown there, flown direct. Never, ever, ever. But I'm interested in this front seating section called Breeze Ascent, which is like the first class of Breeze. Mm -hmm. Uh, It includes a recliner style seat in a two by two foot configuration with 20 inches of width and 39 inches of seat pitch. Nice. Plus complimentary snacks and beverages.
4: When's the last time you thought about seat pitch?
5: I don't think I ever have. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. Last time I was in an airplane, I did because uh, yeah. the guy in front of me seat collapsed in my lap.
4: Oh, that's right. You're doing I thought, some I did, there. I did
5: think about his seat pitch.
4: Yeah, a little catching and fetching.
5: That <laughs> <laughs> was a real concern. All right.
4: Okay, good. Hey, well, any more uh, air traffic to the city of Pittsburgh is welcome. Yep. Wonder how soon for the uh, new airport to open.
5: I don't even have... Any idea? Like, is it going to be another three months? Is it going to be three Uh, years? Like, I don't even mm, have a good idea about it.
4: All right. (laughs) All right. Let's take a trip, right?
5: I'd like to take a trip. I'm taking
4: a trip right now. When we do come back, Uh, as Kath said, we're going to re air our conversation with Tim and Kathy Keller. The last time they joined us live on the air here, that was back in February. Stay tuned for that. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM.
6: 101.5. W O R D Pittsburgh's
4: favorite Christian music is here on the weekend
1: with the best new music. No. New. New, music. new music from Riley Clemens, Loved by You. Loved by you. Chris Tomlin and Holy forever. Holy forever. And My Light by Colton Dixon.
7: You will be my my my. my life
1: best new music and pittsburgh's favorites 101.5 word on the weekend
8: wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people businesses and churches around you that place exists i know because i work there my name is cassie and i'm the digital marketing specialist with salem media group in pittsburgh right now 101.5 word fm and salem surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall.com. At SalemPittsburg.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The
9: Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee you we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
2: Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252.
10: Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County,
4: camp opens mid-June. Hey, thanks for being with us. We're going to air the uh, Tim and Kathy Keller conversation in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you know, in thinking about Tim and Kathy, and all the different books—it's kind of funny. Uh, when I was home today, is when I heard the news, and so I, I went to my my library and pulled out all the Tim Keller books.
5: Mm-hmm. How many? Uh, How many books did he write? No, oh my gosh, I have no idea.
4: I think he's written more than thirty books.
5: That's probably right.
4: I have in my own personal library just seven. Okay. Um, and of those seven, um, if I ask you, would you have a favorite of, of the favorites? Because when I look at my favorites, I guess I would judge a favorite by by how many uh, dog ears or notes <laughs> right. or pieces right. of paper sticking out of it. Right. And I look today and my favorite by far is Reasons for God.
5: Oh, The Reason for God. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that is, wow, that's a really fabulous book. That, is. I, I, that, that one had kind of slipped my mind. Um, Prodigal God, I would mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. is the first one.
4: Uh, how about Every Good Endeavor?
5: I didn't read Every Good Endeavor.
4: Mm, That's an early, early one. Okay. Um,
5: Uh, My, my, the one that has stuck, Prodigal God is such a beautiful book. Such a beautiful book. But the one I remember most clearly right now is um, the Jonah book, the little green one. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, It's called a prophet of, I don't even remember the name of it right now. Um, But it's such as it's it's such a smart book it's quintessential tim keller because it's um there's heart in it but it's a it's a great mental picture Mm -hmm. of what was happening in jonah's time and where we are now it was really convicting to me and it's a little thing so it convicted me in what it's probably 130 pages or something like that but it's so solid such a, I really, really love that.
4: I think the first time I listened to a Tim Keller audio book, I, I was thrilled because in many ways, when you read a book and then you hear the author read a book, sometimes I'm surprised at the, there's a little bit of a disconnect, but but the first time I heard Tim on audio, which was years before we actually met, uh, Tim and Kathy and you and I, I was so happy because he sounds the way he writes.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. There's
4: the voices that very distinctive. Um, it's kind of funny and knowing a little bit more, I I would say the people from Western Pennsylvania are fairly plain spoken people. There's not a lot of artifice. It's pretty much, this is who I am. This is David McCullough. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that Tim in many ways influenced by Kathy, Because of those two voices combining, Kathy as the editor, which she talked about in in past conversations, taking, can you imagine the moxie of taking the, you know, the entity of Tim Keller, the writer, and then, okay, sit down. We're going to edit. We're going to go through this.
5: Mm -hmm. We're going to make this understandable and meaningful for the general populace.
4: And to have a thriving marriage. (laughs) Right? I mean, not many married couples could do that successfully. no, no, no. So it just goes to show you the great respect they had for each other.
5: The great part. I mean, talk about, I think about Paul saying, you know, I'm grateful for your partnership in the gospel. Yeah. And I was thinking about how the partnership that the two of them had in the gospel. And that's just a really beautiful thing. And it's brought me to tears several times today thinking about it. Mm -hmm.
4: We need to step away. Okay. We do come back. We have the aforementioned interview with Tim and Kathy Keller from February this year.
11: I feel bad because I should be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words Faith, F A I T H, to 98 98 98, and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text Faith, F A I T H, to 98 98 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times.
1: We live in a time when Christian values aren't always viewed favorably, but the truth is
11: Christian ideals have positively shaped most modern cultures throughout the centuries. The book, How Christianity Transformed the World, highlights Christian men and women who have been at the forefront of positive social change in education, medicine, philanthropy, and other foundations of society. Request a copy at
12: truthforlife.org donate.
3: Terry is here from the Gateway Clipper. Experience a night out in Pittsburgh aboard our Captain's Dinner Cruise. See our beautiful city while you enjoy a delicious dinner, DJ music, and the great company of family and friends. Make your reservations now for a night
12: out on the water at gatewayclipper.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kanodik and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Roofing, siding,
10: or remodeling? Want right? Call, doing it right. 724 New Roof.
13: 101.5 WORD Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and
11: Odyssey. She was 27 years old. She took the gun that my grandfather had given her for self-defense. She never got to see her son grow up to be anything. Because she had easy access to a gun,
3: I've been robbed of that relationship.
10: 63 Americans a day die by gun suicide. With safe gun storage, we can give our loved ones a second chance at life. Learn more at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council.
3: We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with periods of late night rain. Expect a low of 58. Keep that umbrella handy tomorrow as we'll see considerable clouds. It'll be breezy with a couple of showers and a high of 66. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds and cooler with a low of 46. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. A nice end of the weekend. We'll see a high Sunday of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: Today we are mourning the death of uh, Tim Keller, our friend and mentor, pastor, teacher to so many. To celebrate his life and to celebrate uh, Kathy Keller, their incredible partnership over so many years, we're replaying uh, the last conversation that John and I had with the Kellers back at the beginning of February. And at the beginning of the conversation, we spent quite a chunk of time talking about Tim's medical condition. And so we've chopped that portion out um, so that we can start um, kind of when Tim comes into the conversation and starts talking about things. So um, right now, at this point, uh, John asks this.
4: But Tim, uh, at this point, and I'm sure Kath as well, you think about this a, a lot, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired?
7: Um, I'm actually, you know what, Partly because I'm a little bit of a product productivity junkie. I've had to, um, I really have had to spiritually surrender. Um, I always was a bit of a control freak of my, uh, my schedule. I was very careful to make sure there weren't interruptions or, uh, you know, unlooked for events that got in the way of my deadlines and all that put it this way i have given up on that so on the one hand yeah i'm tired of being sick and going to doctors but it was also a really good um i mean god's god just led me to take my hands off my life and say lord you know how much time i'm going to have to work and write and do things this this month and and you're not going to give me less time than i need and therefore i just need to stop thinking that i'm in I'm not in charge of my schedule, you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like, oh, that week I'm going to get a lot of work done. And suddenly, oh, no, you're going to you're going for two days for this or that treatment. And so that's the sort of thing that has actually been good for me spiritually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm emotionally uh, kind of tired
4: of it. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And so, Kathy, you're the gatekeeper, of course. Right. Um, has your as your due diligence had to increase over this continued illness that Tim is uh, suffering through.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, he scared us to death in December and gave everybody a case of PTSD, you know, mm-hmm. ride to the hospital in an ambulance and all the rest of that. So it's it's been, you know, I I, I tell, you know what echolocation is. That's yep. what bats do. Sure. Beep, beep, beep to know, you know, to get the radar back so they know where they are. We don't live in a very big apartment. We live in a... Really, kind of small apartment by anybody's normal standards. Um, I'll go through the house, calling Tim, Tim, and he'll say, "What do you need?" And I'll say, "It's just echolocation. I'm just trying to find out where you are." And you're still here. You know, just I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you talking. I didn't hear you moving.
4: Just make a noise so I know you're fine. Oh, my gosh.
14: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Oh, you guys. Yeah. You know, I was
5: thinking about the two-sided coin, uh, Tim, because, you know, you don't have the kind of writing output that you have had over these decades if you don't have your schedule as regimented as you've had it. But then at the same time, you know, it can go too far. It's I, With all mm-hmm. of us, I mean, it's hard to find
14: a good balance there.
6: Yes, um, it is. Yes, that may Kevin.
14: change soon. We're going to start mining some of Tim's um, leadership training things for you know courses he's taught and and well now you're opening a long story. Yeah, the that's a long story, and what, I'm not going to make it a long story. But I, we've we've well, we've been working on finding ways to get some of Tim's curriculum and his courses and things like that. Out there, and they're, they're nine tenths written, so it could be a two book a year thing. That's yeah, right, uh, John Caddy, what I mean, what she's talking
7: about, what Kathy's talking about. My Kathy's talking about is um, that what we're trying to do is I've been t- trying to do an inventory of all of my material. I've, I've done a lot of teaching over the years, it's an awful lot yeah, of this stuff. Is in my files.
14: This is where your productivity has the turned right. around and bitten you because yeah over the years 7, I have an awful lot of unpublished
7: documents. stuff, uh, unpublished stuff, 000. and what I'm doing is I'm inventorying it so that I'm not the only person who knows where everything is, sure. and who could actually pick a lot of this stuff up and get it out the door if I'm not in the best uh, health or if I'm not here. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, so we actually in a way uh, trying to deal with that with the fact that yeah my most product my most productive years are behind me, but on the other hand, maybe it would be much better if it was more of a team effort anyway.
6: Mm.
4: Okay. Now you just released a book here, like what two months ago, but wait, yep, forgive. So f- you're saying, Kath, you're letting this out, this number, 57,000 documents. Those go back. What? To the sixties, Tim.
7: Uh, actually, well, no, uh, those are electronic 30, 30 documents. 34 they're, they're, years.
14: They're, whenever we those started go back into computers. the early
7: eighties, they go back in the early eighties. I actually do have uh, fifteen hundred sermons I wrote in uh, Hopewell, Virginia, from seventy five to eighty four that are all in. They're handwritten, but they're here too. So anyway, I don't. I, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I'm just trying to make sure that my heirs and my sons and all that know where everything is sure. and where things are, where stuff
5: is. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're, we just want to say out loud that we're happy you're here now, right? We don't need to just know you for, through your documents. <laughs> we're glad to actually be talking to you. Yeah. Tim Keller's on the air with his wife, Kathy Keller. Uh, Tim's newest book is called Forgive, Why Should I and How Can I? Um, you guys, I think what we'll do is we'll take a break now. And then when we come back, we want to talk to you both, um, particularly you, Tim, based on your Atlantic article about American Christianity. Oh. And if yeah. it's due for a revival... If it's possible, and if so, what would that look like? So stay close, you guys. We'll be right back.
4: Revival.
13: 101.5 WORD.
12: Okay,
10: everybody in the car.
12: Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay!
3: Adventures in Odyssey, it's not just a kid's show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight
1: at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD.
8: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Turkey and stuffing,
13: real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Spring House Catering Department a call at 724 228 From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering
0: Find what you're looking for at SNC.TV.
5: Upon the death of Tim Kelly this morning, we are re airing our last conversation with Tim and Kathy that happened at the beginning of February. If you missed the first portion of our interview, you can go back and hear it this evening on wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, let's pick up the conversation in the middle where John says
4: this. I grew up in Swissfeld, and uh, there's a little tiny, tiny church. I mean, a little tiny church. Maybe you could fit in 100 people. And I drove by the other day and I was with my buddy and I, I was shocked because this church had a for sale sign in front of it. And I was like, can you believe that? He said, my buddy said, hey, that'd make a nice coffee shop. And I, I said, it'd make a even better church. But that's where we are in America today. I mean, things have really receded. Mm -hmm. You know it in your neighborhoods. How many churches, Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches are now B&Bs or private residences? It's just the era of the pullback of what it is to be a believer. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. Uh, Tim wrote a piece that appeared in The Atlantic called American Christianity is Due for a Revival. And Tim, I mean... The story in that little church in my hometown illustrates, and I'm sure you see this in New York City as well. The churches are put up for sale sign up.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used an example at the very beginning of the of the uh, article. That's why I think you're you're. That's what you're referring to. When we first got here. There was a an Episcopal church, beautiful Episcopal church down da- sort of downtown uh, West 20th Street, I think and it had been bought and turned into a a sex club basically a sex and drugs club called the limelight and i mean that was the i hadn't really seen that because we're talking about 1989 and we'd come up from virginia through philadelphia but what we saw was in virginia the church was still growing and they were still building churches when i got to philadelphia i could see that things were different in the northeast it was already, I felt like that Christianity was already at least not not seen as very, not seen as positively. And then when we got to Manhattan, Christianity was the bad, they were the bad guys. Christians, Christians were the bad guys. And, and there was very few people going to church, and the churches were being turned into sex clubs and condominiums and everything. Uh, <clears throat> and now, though, I think more and more, I'm afraid we are seeing that in the rest of the country, too. Uh, I think it happened in a place like New York first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then it happened in smaller cities like Pittsburgh. Then it started happening everywhere. So it's not great.
5: So we have a a varied audience to our show here, uh, Tim and Kath. we have people who are believers. We also have people who aren't believers who, you know, are from the Pittsburgh community or tri-state area. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of them who would not call themselves believers – would say, well, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's that tragic of a thing that yeah. Christianity has less and less of an influence because you guys haven't done you know such a great job uh, running things for you know a long time. So if if that person comes to you and says, so why would it be a good idea, Tim Keller, for the church to be reinvigorated in society? What would you say? That's
7: a little hard to be. be- But I'm about to say it sounds so counterintuitive to most people today that um, what what seems more obvious is the the scandals, you know, in the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church and all the corruption. What people don't recognize is the Christian, the very idea of equal rights for all human beings is a Christian idea. It's a biblical idea. It, It grew up in the West. Um, the idea that we should take care of all the poor, not just our own poor, but all poor people, is a Christian idea. It comes from the idea that all human beings are in the image of God. Didn't grow out of Asia. Didn't grow come out of India or Africa or other places. It came out of Christianity. And to a great degree, we are uh, extraordinarily indebted to the church at that high level. Secondly, uh, there are I know Jonathan Haidt, who's a, an atheist. He's a Social psychologist a jewish guy uh not a good friend but but i know him and i love him he's just a really smart wonderful guy and he says basically you're never going to have a really cohesive society without strong religious bodies mm-hmm. because he says you can't have a society unless you believe that your morality is rooted in something sacred mm-hmm. something bigger than yourself it's not just something we're making up out of our heads And he said, actually, secular people don't really have that. Religion has that, and and therefore it kind of creates an anchor. And then, of course, maybe I I mentioned this. Here's the last thing. I mentioned this is the easiest one for people to get. Um, uh, Twenty years ago, University of Pennsylvania did a study to figure out, in general, how much money uh, local churches were, were basically pouring into their neighborhoods in the Philadelphia area and how much it would cost the government, if all the churches disappeared tomorrow, how much it would cost them to replace those services. Mm -hmm. And this is 2001, and they figured just inside the city limits of Philadelphia, it would be $250 million a year. Mm -hmm. Now that's, you know. Now, and yet, here's the thing, Christians do not believe that the church, that Christianity is true because it serves society. We believe it can serve society because it's Mm -hmm. true. So you put all that together. If I had a little more time, I think I could make that sound a little more coherent. Can
14: I jump in with one comment here? Yeah. Um, Some of the people who are saying, I'm not really so sad to see the back of Christianity. They can, you know, disappear off the face of the earth, and that's fine with me. If they're talking about Christendom, I would agree. Christendom, it was not Christianity. It was sort of the civil religion, you know, where you put the Ten Commandments outside the courthouse and
6: mm-hmm.
14: and you had all of these societal markers of, um, you know, Christianity being the, the top dog in the uh, social order and everybody else had to sort of keep quiet and celebrate Hanukkah or whatever else they wanted to on the down low, but christianity if they have a revival that's a whole different thing that's not a return to christendom where you know we are we rule as the power from the top down it's a it's a return to what jesus talked about is uh-huh. we serve from the bottom up we, be, we take a, the posture of uh-huh. we are people who've been saved by the gospel and now we can be servants of our neighbors rather than you know grab the power and force yeah. them to do what we think is the right i know thing. our time
7: time is limited but just to give you a real quick example peter drucker who's gone now he was a business guru he, when he moved from europe to, to new jersey in 1932 or something like that and he was trying to buy a house they said where do you go to church mm. the mm. bank said where do you go to church really? wow. and he and he said uh i don't know that what why are you asking that and he said well, why would we give a, a mortgage to somebody who doesn't go to church how would we trust you <laughs> wow okay see now you see that's christendom that's what kathy's talking about yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure that's good frankly I, it feels to me that's just prejudice yeah. at yeah. that point to say Oh, you're not going to get a mortgage what if you're jewish mm-hmm. or if you're an atheist that's not fair My so gosh. that isn't something we should care about as much but on the other hand i think I don't think people realize what would be lost if the church really dies.
4: Yeah. And Kath, okay, so here you are, Kath. You grew up in the eastern suburbs here in the city of Pittsburgh, and of course, yeah. you know, I mean, you grew up here. You saw, and I'm sure Tim, you saw, Kath, your hometown church, your neighborhood church, and and the work that they did, it was evident to you as even as a young child, things were being done, people were coming here. You were part of the fabric of the community.
6: Yeah.
14: Oh, yeah. When, when I told my mother, this is Christendom again, that I had become a Christian, I was in my teens, she she said to me, you've always been a Christian. You were born in America.
6: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I said,
14: uh, mom, not exactly how it works. Yeah.
4: And there is a difference, right? I mean...
5: No, it's a good distinction between Christendom and Christianity. Yeah. But here... Here's the problem though for the person I'm talking about who's listening to the program right now there is no difference to them. They don't recognize that there's a distinction I'm not a believer. between yes between Christendom and you know a a Jesus following Christianity.
7: Right. Well, I tried to say something about that at the end of the of the article where I said Christianity the gospel Christianity is not moralism. And I think most people do think that's what it is. Just mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm um <clears throat> moralism is where you are kind of harsh you come down on people you tell them you have to live like this 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 you have to live like me and there's a self righteousness and you see that self righteousness is what people utterly hate yeah. and yet the actual gospel is that you are a sinner saved by sheer grace that mm-hmm. yes if you, like the, if you experience if you experience the grace of god in your life you will uh, obey god you will you will Follow you, you, you won't kill. You won't steal. You won't lie. In other words, you, of course, you'll be a moral person. But, but your motivation is not moralism, which is saying, look how great I am. I'm following all the rules. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, what you're doing is once you realize you're saved strictly by God's grace because Jesus died for you, it creates a desire, an eager desire to unselfrighteously want to love God and love your neighbor. As a way of just saying, thank you for the grace that you've given me and I just want to, I want to give back, I want to give back to you, I want to give back to my neighborhood. So it's really not the moralism, and you're absolutely right, most people don't see any difference in Christianity and moralism. Mm -hmm.
4: So then, if there is a revival, and and Tim, in the piece, the the Atlantic piece, you make a strong case that a revival is coming. Uh, is, Is a lot of that hinged upon... The decline of the established, you know, sort of washbish church that we all grew up in, and a new church that hinges on a rise of immigrants who bring their faith yes. to this country.
7: Part of it is that um, what we're what we're seeing is in a very interesting
4: <clears throat>
7: Christianity is growing by leaps and bounds in Latin America, Africa, mm-hmm. um, China, uh, and other places in the world. But there are other places in the world where the population is growing, too, um, unlike us. And so what always happens is the places where the population is growing faster tend to go to immigrate to emigrate and immigrate to places where, there's, uh, where the population is not growing as fast. And so what's going to happen over the next 50 years is so many people are going to be moving to the United States from those parts of the world that are more, um, you know, more Christian and they're gonna be bringing their missionaries with them. My my guess is Koreans, listen, I do know this, in 1992, Koreans and Chinese people in New York City had already planted 300 new churches. Wow. 300 by the time, by 1992, over a 20 year period, Africans had planted 110. Now I haven't been keeping up, but my guess is those numbers have at least doubled. Wow. And that's just New York. But that's going to start happening. And, of course, the kids are going to grow up and we're going to all get married. And so in, increasingly there will be strong, growing, multi-ethnic churches in this country. And that's exactly right, John.
5: So, the, I mean, when I hear that, it's thrilling to me. Uh, I think because I've John and I have been so fortunate to be able to travel around the world and meet people who believe in Jesus from different Tribes and cultures, and it's it's an a, there's just not absolutely nothing like it. It truly yeah. is a for, it's a, truly is a foretaste of the kingdom. Um, I understand though that there, there are probably a lot of people listening to the program who look at that with a little bit of trepidation, and they think, well, you know, I don't I don't want America to become South Korea, or I don't, and so you know, the ideas of immigration on a, in a geopolitical sense get a little mashed up with thinking that the church is multicultural.
7: Yeah. Well, I tell you what. I, well, you're right. First and of can all, I you have to be can I can I say
14: my Tim? Can I interrupt you and say my line? If people do not enjoy multicultural churches, they're not going to enjoy heaven very much.
6: <laughs> yeah.
14: Seriously, leave every, it to, every leave kingdom, it to tribe, to, people, nation,
6: right, are going to be to there. Kathy. And if
14: you're not ready for that, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy heaven very much.
7: So down here i was just going to say within the church it's seasoning it's it's uh it's not it's not a totally new church because because what ends up happening is that when uh yeah when korean americans come into the church they bring something from their korean christianity and the result in the end though is not korean christianity it's uh it's more, it's, you know, I guess you could say it's more global Christianity, mm-hmm. and you learn. I mean, when I, uh, when I first started having uh, Asian staff members on my, in my, on my church staff at Redeemer, they started telling me things that I could be doing a lot differently because in Korean churches they do it this way. And like one time out of two, I would say, eh, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I don't think that's a good way. But, then, but another one time out of two, I would say, that's better. That, that is a better way of doing it. And I was learning from my multi-ethnic staff and Redeemer became a much stronger church, but recognizably an American church. Mm-hmm. So you ought to see it more like seasoning. When it comes to the geopolitical stuff, the political stuff, I don't think I better talk about that right here, but I do think in the end that it it doesn't mean the overthrow of America. Right. Like right. Some, there's a, it just does not. People are still coming into American institutions, and I believe that American institutions will be seasoned by all these immigrants just the way my church was, and it yep. still be recognizable American church.
4: I agree, yeah. And so whether we like it or not, and despite uh, our, our gnashing of teeth and fear of a changing country, this country always changes, that uh, we will still, in, in many ways, still be Christian, right? I mean, Christian, whether yeah. it's Korean, yeah. Christian, or whomever, Christ will still be here in the United States of America. Yeah,
5: and that's what yes, you meant. Yes, absolutely. Right, and that and and here's the thing, I think the clo- and, and the closer we become, the more the more that we progress down the road of sanctification, each one of us, right? We're going to start to prize the things that God loves and not the things that we hold on to mm-hmm. so tightly. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't love America because I love America and I hope that the Cor- South Korean Christians love their you know what I mean? I don't think there's anything right. wrong with patriotism, but there is something mm-hmm. about our hearts That become more like him the more we know him and so if he loves the multi-ethnic church I really believe that our hearts are going to be drawn into that too
7: I totally agree and it's also true by the way that every person when you become a Christian you're changed a bit from the non-christian culture around you and whatever it is Um, so I do know for example America is extraordinarily individualistic like I I can do my own truth and I I, uh, you know, I you can be define you. myself. Right. Well, American churches are relatively individualistic compared to Korean churches. Yeah. On the other hand, we've been changed by the Bible. The Bible doesn't let us go all the way in that direction. Actually, Korean churches, and I'm saying this because I know them, tend to be authoritarian a little bit more because Korean culture is authoritarian. But but Christianity, that mo- it modifies that. Christianity it keeps, keeps the authoritarianism of some cultures, and it moderates it inside the church, just like it's mm-hmm. moderated individualism inside mm-hmm. the American church. God. We ought to be very happy for the fact that, that God is bringing us together across these racial barriers and, and just letting us be. I mean, when I become a Christian, I'm not a Chinese Christian. I'm an American Christian, right. but I'm also different. I've been, I'm, 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 I'm letting the gospel critique my americanness in some ways and it makes me i think a better american but certainly a great christian too Amen.
4: well that's a good word tim Appreciate and kathy it. keller tim's uh, new book forgive uh why should i how can i uh, we're gonna let you guys go but wait before we do though uh super bowl's coming up uh kath tim do you have any interest <laughs> the steelers
14: I'm aren't Penfield. playing who cares
4: <laughs> yeah oh, no wait a minute good, yeah a minute. Tim. this is where
5: First tim's all, gonna have his best by the moment
7: way, i was I was really encouraged by the in, the latter part of the Steelers season, yeah, not yeah. the first part. Yes,
5: we were. So, too. That's kind of
7: exciting, yeah, right. And there's some young players there that I really hope will be good. But th- uh, you might want to keep in mind. I was raised in <clears throat> Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. This is what it's, you've been it's waiting. Latter, and there, and there, and the Eagles are there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Eagles are in Eastern Pennsylvania. So sorry, I I, I have a favorite. No, okay. Fabulous. So
5: for your Super Bowl party, though, you have to have clear liquid only. <laughs> So
7: <laughs> no. remind me. Okay, what? So I need to. So, I
14: need to send you like. Chicken
15: soup. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits. But based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed get this free social security report from accurate solutions group by texting the word security to 412-515-3555 that's security to 412-515-3555 investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the u.s government
3: hey you know what i don't get
0: why is that company always telling you to just do what what is it to just look like everybody else or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes well Skechers we know what we want you to do just slip in that's right just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins why because slip-ins are the easiest most comfortable shoes ever you don't have to bend down to put them on you don't even have to touch them find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store Skechers.com or wherever stylish footwear is sold
7: hi Robert Downey Jr. here Did you know that over $10.3 billion was lost to online crime last year alone? Online crime is a huge problem. It affects everyone, and that's why I've partnered with Aura. Aura gives you the tools you need to stay safe online with almost
10: every tool you need,
7: fraud and identity theft protection, a password manager, parental controls, and more. Sign up for a free two-week trial today at Aura.com slash Robert.
10: Aura.com slash Robert every summer pine valley camp changes lives not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week but for the many high schooling college age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards cooks camp counselors and more if you're 16 to 25 apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun safe christian family environment apply today at pinevalleycamp.org pine valley camp rebuilding broken lives through jesus christ in beaver county camp opens mid-june
13: feel like you're Trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be.
2: Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. SurroundPittsburgh.com.
4: I love it. It is a bittersweet day here uh, for us at the Word FM studios. Our good friend Tim Keller has gone to be with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. of course, if if this is someone you know and love, right, our parents, our spouse, and and they know the Lord and then they do pass. It's a very complex feeling
5: Mm -hmm. because you're happy for them. Like he said, you know, his his son Michael reported on Twitter that uh, that shortly before his death, Tim said, "Like, there's no downside to this."
4: Right. Let me go. Right. So our our. But sadness, there's a
5: downside to the those of us who, are, who remain.
4: Right, right.
5: I we mean, are left longing. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Knowing that someday we will see him and be with him again, because all the sadness and the sorrow, the unavoidable uh, admiration and joy, the relief that we have, all those things congeal into uh, odd and messy emotions. So God be with Tim, Mm -hmm. Tim Keller. And God be with Kath. Mm -hmm. To think that they had the the insane little bit of moxie. (laughs) To do that. To drive into New York City with their three sons from rural Virginia back in the early 1980s and set up a church that is orthodox and complete and Christ-affirming and did not bow to any culture, mm-hmm. Christ alone,
5: <laughs>
4: that's a brave and wonderful thing. We need more people, more pastors like that on the front lines, do we not?
5: Sure is. Also, just an incredible example of fidelity to Jesus in a world that just Claws at us for our affection and our loyalty. You know, mm. politics claws at us, commerce claws at us, our, our culture, you know, culture, the career, all of those things are just begging for our attention and begging for our allegiance. And Tim would not give it.
6: Mm.
5: He would not give quarter. He was single minded in his pursuit of the gospel and thinking through its implications in the world. And boy, was that, that was such an incredible model for me. Mm -hmm. So so grateful.
4: God used that man mightily. Yep. And we are the benefactors. Yes, we are. So grateful that you are here with us today. In your prayers, please keep the Keller family and their peace and strength first and foremost. Mm -hmm. We'll take a quick break and reset for the five o'clock hour. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. We'll see you in just a flip side view.
13: on your smart speaker at wordfm.com the word fm app iHeart, TuneIn, tune in and on odyssey in your car or at home too at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh
12: for the summer in news i'm jason walker china not at all happy with Western arms sales to Ukraine.
16: Deputy Permanent UN Representative Gen Shang has again criticized the sales, saying it would only lead to escalation, more civilian casualties and displacement, and make it harder to obtain a ceasefire and start peace negotiations. China says it does not and will not provide arms to either side in the Ukraine conflict, a point being reiterated at a Security Council meeting on Thursday. China says it's a neutral party and wants to help broker an end to the 15-month conflict but has refused to criticize the invasion and blames the west for provoking moscow i'm charles deletesma
12: president biden has decided to support the training of ukrainian pilots on f-16s the ukrainians have been requesting the fighters to boost the country's battle against russia this is srn news
8: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer.
9: The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply.
16: Here's a story of both trends. Tragedy and hope. This is Bible League International, and our campaign, Fan the Flame, Bibles for Asia. Lalitha was born in coastal India and raised a strict Hindu. When her husband died because of her abject poverty, the drug cartel forced her into human trafficking, and she lived in utter hopelessness until a former prostitute, now a Christian, introduced her to Jesus. Filled with hope, Lalitha would learn to share her faith with others and lead 90 people to Christ before she died tragically of HIV-AIDS, something that she was afflicted. With during those years in human trafficking, they need Bibles in India and all across Asia, and that's why we have this campaign: fan the flame Bibles for Asia. Five dollars sends a Bible. A hundred dollars sends twenty. Five hundred dollars sends one hundred. Will you pray about helping Word FM bless five thousand Bibleist believers in Asia right now? Call eight hundred yes word, eight hundred yes word, eight hundred yes word, or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Wordfm.com.
3: We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with periods of late night rain expect a low of 58 keep that umbrella handy tomorrow as we'll see considerable clouds it'll be breezy with a couple of showers and a high of 66 tomorrow night patchy clouds and cooler with a low of 46 mostly sunny skies for Sunday a nice end of the weekend we'll see a high Sunday of 74 with your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded.
2: Welcome to another
12: edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: Hey, happy to have you along for the second hour of the Friday edition of The Ride Home Mm -hmm. in the studio here with John. Uh, Lexi's on the other side of the glass, Mm -hmm. and we're looking forward to a great weekend in the western PA area. Uh, But, of course, our hearts are with Kathy Keller and her family as we all mourn the loss of Tim Keller. Uh, If you're just joining us and you missed our first hour, uh, we replayed our last interview with Tim and Kath, which was at the beginning of February. We didn't know at the time it was our last interview. John and I were listening to it (laughs) today, and we thought, gosh, if we would have known it was our last time talking to Tim, we would have asked X or we would have said Y. Or
4: or said goodbye. or." But you never—you you never know. It's goodbye. I mean, it's rare that you, in your adult life or in, in your entire life, how many conversations were you conscious of? I'm saying goodbye to you. Right. I know that you're going to pass. It's happened just a few times. Yeah. Always grateful.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Very difficult.
5: So if you'd like to hear that please find our podcast wherever mm-hmm. you get your podcasts mm-hmm. and you can download the four o'clock hour and listen to that one of the things that I that I always appreciated um, about uh, Tim and Kathy Keller when they joined us on our show which they did regularly for I don't know maybe three or four years um, is that we weren't getting Tim Keller you know the preacher or the uh, he's never that way great brain or, but we weren't even, we didn't want to talk to Tim about him being Tim Keller. We just kind of wanted to, um, get to know them as people kind of, what, what are you like? You know, what's a conversation with Tim Keller and Kathy Keller like, and over the years it was such a pleasure, uh, because they're both of them, uh, such a grasp on who, on who they are as people, their foibles, their shortcomings, the they're just incredibly regular, completely untouched. And I mean it, untouched by the fact that Tim sold, his book sold more than 25 million copies. Like you would never, ever have known that in yeah. talking to them, either on or off the air. And,
4: and, you know, in this era that we live in, you know, uh, where the the mega pastor and the sneaker pastor and, you know, the, the pastor who's... Uh, all over mass media, that whole, you know, celebrity weirdness that we live in. What what a great breath of fresh air. And especially, you think, someone living in Manhattan, I mean, if he wanted to, he could be living, you know, uh, in the penthouse, right? Instead, he lived on Roosevelt Island, which, if you know anything of New York City, Roosevelt Island, it's, it's pretty basic stuff. I mean, to, be, to their credit, super community. Mm. You have to take a little tram over to that island from the east side of Manhattan. I mean, it's it's just a weird little place. And it wasn't like they were living in, you know, a 12-room house or a 12-bedroom house. They live, I think, pretty basic lives.
5: And they were pretty basic people. Yeah. But the <laughs> astounding impact, John, you mentioned in our first hour that we at Separate Times today took an hour, an hour and a half, and we just read uh comments that people made on twitter about tim keller his, his son passing. announced
4: tim's death uh maybe like at 12 o'clock or twelve thirty today and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of brothers and sisters in christ registered their their longing their their bereavement their sorrow their, their condolences. condolences to the yeah. family and it's what's a it's a wonderful thing and of course, we always belie social media and right, what it is. Right, because it's so it poisonous. Not today. Not today. Really, really a wonderful day.
5: And one person after another saying, you know, thank your dad for me. Uh, I I'll never forget your dad. I'll never, you know. I mean, how? I mean, I I had to have read thirty times somebody saying, I am a different person today. Because of Tim Keller. Right.
4: Or I I never met your dad, but I feel like I know him and can't wait to meet him in heaven.
5: Somebody said, I feel like I lost my uncle. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I I found the experience of just reading what random people said about Tim so beautiful Mm -hmm. and inspiring. And it made me think, boy, we get our attention captured by so many useless things. And he... Had his eyes fixed and he just followed hard after his savior, and such a beautiful output of scholarship and heart, uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, we loved him, we love Kath,
4: and yeah. grateful for the experience and the friendship. Yeah. Yeah.
5: over the next week or so, we'll maybe put out a couple, yeah, of we can read some things, other, yeah, of our uh. The fun times that we had with the Kellers over the years. Great, and uh, but for this hour, we have a lot coming up. Uh, around five thirty-five, we'll go to the weekend review, mm-hmm. where we'll talk about what's happened in the last week. Uh, also, um, we'll hear the kinds of stuff we were listening to, watching, all that sort of stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. And next, we'll take a break and come back with a pastor who's got a really fun thing he does with his congregation. He kind of just opens it up. And they can ask him anything. So we're going to go there as well. Uh, Stick around. This is the Friday edition, The Ride Home, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM. Be right back.
6: 101.5
13: WORD.
4: In Kathy's office, there is a crown, and I believe it is. is it say "milkmaid crown." What does it say, Kathy?
5: Oh, it says it does say something, something about milking. I milking, think milking cow milking. You don't know something. What? Yeah, you'd, th- you'd think I would know for all the times that I did milk a cow I should at just go back the Springhouse. The good news is Farm Heritage Day is back, not this weekend, but next weekend. It's always the Saturday of Memorial Day. Took a pause during COVID, but Marsha, we're coming back with a roar. We
17: are. We are. I'm so excited. And we have something new this year, Cass. We are doing an kids' entrepreneurial market. So it's like a farmer's market, oh. but kids are coming and are each going to have their own booth. And they, and a parent, thankfully, are going to be selling, <laughs> selling their wares or their goodies what? or whatever, something that they made. And they're going to be like 40 booths what? of kids' entrepreneur? Yes. Like, cool.
5: that, that is fun. really fun. That's a lot of yeah. fun. Excellent. Yeah.
17: So we're going to be doing the farm tours also. And people can get the tickets on our website or they can buy them at the Ticket Chandy when they come. Then hop on a the bus and go over and do the um, milk a cattle, feed a cats the cows, visit all the cows at the barnyard, maybe they'll even have a calf born that day, sometimes that happens and then um, we'll have some ice cream eating contest during the day we'll have live music outside visit the kids' smart and just come, oh and then at 2 o'clock we'll have our celebrity cow milking contest mm-hmm. and Kathy will be milking against Pat O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And so it's gonna be a great day to come out and meet Kathy and she's just as wonderful
4: as she sounds, everybody. Mm-hmm. Except
5: I'm just as horrible as a cow milker as I sound. So oh, no, no.
4: you'd be surprised. There's milk flying everywhere. Yeah,
5: there is. I mean, there what is the
4: heck.
5: no good. Sounds and like a lot of fun. Anyway, Holy that's smokes. coming up next Saturday. It's a party. Farm Heritage Day, a big party at the Spring House. Marsh can't wait. <laughs> Thanks guys.
10: Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin.
8: Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. Now.
10: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo
0: code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days especially on tv that's where we come in the new salem news channel the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place home to the people you trust dennis prager mike gallagher sebastian gorka and more refreshingly honest always unfiltered streaming free on your tv 24 7 intelligent analysis for intelligent people find what you're looking for at snc.tv that's snc.tv
4: For a long time, uh, we did a, a segment here on the show um, with a pastor. It was called uh, the, the segment was called "Ask the Pastor," mm-hmm. and it was pretty. Chris, who is I should say, Chris Marshall, Pastor Chris Marshall, recovering from some surgery, so it's been a while since he's been with us. Mm-hmm. But they would run the gamut from you know theological, uh, family, biblical. We never really got deeply personal. We right?
5: No, because it was it was like the. The callers might get personal, yeah, but it wasn't personal stuff about Chris. Right, Chris and, did a terrific job he, taking any and all right crazy questions. And, and I don't mean crazy in like they didn't make sense. I just mean a crazy wide what is this? spectrum of questions. Right.
4: And so because we don't know this pastor, we're going to get real personal real <laughs> fast. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe he's even game for it, but apparently he does this at his church all the time. Josh, Josh Weidman's with us from Denver, Colorado. Hey, Josh,
18: welcome to the show. John, I got a great to hear your voice. Now I'm terrified. What are you going to ask? No, 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 no. no. Listen, yeah.
5: <laughs> our 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 good friend, Chris, he would take everything yeah. from, you know, tell us about the five main world religions and what you think of each one. I mean, to like, should I move in with my boyfriend to, you know, my marriage yeah. was annulled 12 years ago. Does that mean I was never married? I oh mean, just gosh. you name it. It yeah. was like,
18: That's I, amazing. but we're not going
5: to do yeah. any of that. But I do want to hear about these question and answer sessions that you do at your own church. So you're you like are willing to submit yourself to this.
18: I am. Yeah, I believe that the pulpit ministry of a church should also be a dialogue. And we see that modeled in the Apostle Paul. We saw Jesus do that in the synagogues. So on a regular basis, I will allow our congregation to determine the sermon. And that means they get to ask whatever they want to ask. and, And we'll talk about it and apply the Bible to our daily life. So we do that on a regular basis, but I also every single week, as we preach through books of the Bible, I allow them to text in questions, anything related to the sermon, and I answer those questions. Sometimes live in the sermon, sometimes the next week, sometimes I just answer them after the Sunday. But every single Sunday, I'm taking questions. That's part of what I do. So, Man, yeah,
4: Josh, that is that is very brave of you. No, wait. So wait, so you're up there preaching, and tell me this all of a sudden your phone dings and you reach down and go, someone <laughs> someone back in the way back corner has got a question for you. You have the moxie yeah. to go there?
18: Yeah, sometimes. I. It's actually on an iPad and it sits up on my pulpit. And if somebody asks a question, I see it come up right on the right on the pulpit, and then I can choose the dialogue with them right there. So yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. It's is, a blast. Holy smokes! Wow. Okay. All
4: right, now we don't want to stray too far or get too personal. And to be fair, you sent us some fun questions, questions that are sort of, you know, <laughs> that come your way. So we'll apply yeah. some of those questions yeah, to we'll, you. Yeah,
5: we'll apply a couple of que- We might, I mean, as this goes on, add a couple of our own, but, uh, okay, <laughs> sure. so let's, let's start out with this. Um, if you could choose any superpower, Josh, now I know you're thinking it's going to be a deep <laughs> theological question. I'm going straight for the superhero. Any superpower, which would you choose?
15: Oh
18: man, if I could, if I could choose any superpower, I think I probably would choose the one that, that would somehow transport me anywhere in time—not uh, so much cool. space, but in time. Like I wish I could run into the future and do something, see something, you know, and then be able to come back into the present and 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 address something. Or, you know, I, I have a huge passion for Israel and taking people to Israel, and we're standing there when I'm teaching in Israel. I wish I could just go back in time and see it the way it actually was at the time of David or at the time of Christ. So something related to time, I think Mm -hmm. that's probably what I would choose if I had a superpower.
4: All right. So may you find your wormhole at Uh some point. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so, Kath kind of went for you know the far left. I want to go you know inside poker, inside the church, because I can't imagine okay. the uh, conversations pastors get into, especially centered around prayer requests, because people are yeah. uh, often asked for some strange or unusual prayer requests. Josh, yeah. go there without you know uh, telling tales out of school. The most unusual prayer request you ever received. <laughs>
18: Well, I, we get health uh, prayer requests all the time, or people write me emails, you know, multiple a day. I'll get different people from our radio program or from our congregation asking for me to pray for them. I kept getting this weekly prayer request for salt and pepper. And I, thought, I just said, what? why does this lady keep asking me to pray for salt and pepper? And it was like, pray for salt and pepper. Please pray for salt and pepper. I need, I need to know salt and pepper will be okay. And I'm thinking, what is this? I finally reached out to the woman and said, I, I've been praying for you, that you have salt and pepper. If you need some, our church will provide it for you. I'd be glad to give it to you. And she said, oh, no, salt and pepper are my cats. I have two cats. One is salt, and one is pepper. <laughs> so that's that's a little bit of important, like background. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, that, that would have been helpful if she mm. explained it or mm. personified them a little right. more. But here I was ready to go buy her big boxes of salt and pepper. Sure. Okay.
5: <laughs> uh, okay, Pastor Josh. What about this? Do you um, do you memorize scripture? And if you I do, okay, yeah. and why? Why do you think it's important? <clears throat> what is that? What function does it have in your own life?
18: Man, I think that memorizing Scripture is one of the greatest things we can do to renew our mind. And so in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where it talks about renewing our mind, or I think about Colossians chapter 3, that talks about keeping our eyes fixed on things above. One of the main ways that I can do that is by having Scripture embedded in my mind. And I got to tell you Kathy, I'm terrible at scripture memory. It's hard for me. I've had to read books on how to help your memory. Mm. I've taken vitamins to help my memory, you know. Mm. But just going over it time and again and and it's, and even putting it to a rhythm or a song or something like that allows it to stick and it does help me. And so the why why it's it's in those moments where my mind is looking at things below or I'm consumed with my own level of anxiety or fear or temptation and to have those bible verses so readily available in my mind it helps me in my own daily battle and even my self-talk i have to be better at preaching to myself mm-hmm. than listening to myself and if i if i have those bible verses ready in my mind i can say the things i need to say to myself to Get, to get myself back into a place of greater reliance upon Christ. So that's number one. Number two would be, I, I find that when I have some scriptures embedded in my mind, I'm so much more helpful to the people around me. Yeah. So when I'm at a lunch with somebody and they're discouraged, and all of a sudden I can pull out a psalm that I've memorized or a verse to lift them up. it's it's I, I become a better friend, a better husband, a better dad when I have those things in my mind.
4: Very good.
5: Yeah, that's encouraging. That's really good.
4: We're talking with Pastor Josh Weidman. He serves as senior pastor of Grace Chapel in Denver, Colorado. Josh is certified with the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. He's also the author of The End of Anxiety. Josh married uh, six kids in your household. Yeah. Six kids. Okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I'm one of seven kids. And I, no way. That's yeah, great. And I often wonder about, you know, my, <laughs> my dad's long since gone. But my brother and I often yeah. talk about my dad. So I, I kind of wonder about you and, you know, dad's skill set. Um, mm. a, a dad has to wear many hats and be, you know, mm-hmm. a counselor and architect and, you know, repairman all, all yep. these different things. So what yep. hat as a dad do you wear gladly? What hat
18: as a dad do you are you repelled from? Oh man. That is a great question. I would say uh the the besides spiritual leadership, which I try to be for my dad my kids as a dad, just showing them uh the way to Christ and investing in their souls. Besides that, just for fun hats that I have to wear, I love to wear my chef hat. Oh.
6: Mm. I love
18: cooking for my family. There's something about providing them food that just fills their bellies and then is some you know source of good conversation around a table that's like one of my favorite things to do and uh as busy as my days can be i try really hard to get home and um, cook most of our meals in the evening together nice. and i love putting on chef hat. so well, hats that's good oh that's i like that I about like you josh me. all right good. Yeah. yeah well thank you i love it and i have a personal rule that i try to not be away from the dinner table more than six nights a month Excellent. and that's something me as, as a dad i've just said okay i'm gonna limit my travel limit Good. my church meetings even to be home so that's that's one and oh, then i, I would say the thing I, I hate the most man i'm I, I i is i think it's killing spiders let's go with that one wow. i hate killing <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> oh my goodness who's got that my role i I'll, I'll send my four-year-old in, hey, you go kill it, man. I'm not killing that thing. You get after that, you know? So.
5: <laughs> no, that's good. I appreciate your honesty on that, Josh. Um, yeah. uh-huh. All right, so let me ask you this. Let's take it into the imaginary again. Um, what well, kind of the imaginary. Yeah. I want to know yeah. about about biblical characters. So, yeah. Uh, so. I was going to say your your favorite male and your fam- fam- favorite female Bible character, but I don't think I want to ask favorite. I want to say um, the one you want to have a conversation with. So it might not be a character you yeah. particularly like, but one you want to mm-hmm. like drill down a little bit into that story and why they did what they did.
18: Yeah. Man, you know, I um, I think I have two that come to mind. One is exceptional and one is... Not exceptional. I would love to have dinner with King David. I would love to process him, and I would say he's my the exceptional one. He 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 lived to chase after the heart of God, though he had his own failures. Uh, he was a man who continued to seek after God's own heart. He had to be a king. He had to bear the weight of all that. He had to bear the wounds of disappointment of his own son turning against him of his. Mm-hmm his um, spiritual father or the father figure in his life, turning against him in King Saul. I just would love to sit with him and talk with him about all that. Even his mighty men. Why do people follow you? You're a mess of a man. And yet you had men that followed you and, and love to be with you. And um, I, I would love to have an evening, a day, a week with him and ask him about a billion questions about his life. So that's one that with exceptional um, qualities I'd love to spend time with. And then i'm getting ready to preach through judges in this upcoming year and several of the judges have my attention but i actually would love to go sit with samson Mm -hmm. and have some time with him and be like okay he was not exceptional he made some really bad mistakes and didn't finish well and um and it would be one of those like okay knowing what you know now what would you do different why would you do that what could i do to avoid even some of those temptations uh, I would love to have a conversation with Samson, because if you think yeah. of all that got entrusted to him, and yet he made mistake after mistake after mistake, I think there'd be some insights there looking back for sure. Yeah, oh, you
5: that's... could say, so wh- why was your life so weird? <laughs> What's going on, So Samson?
18: weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So weird.
4: We'll be honest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Josh, so you, yeah. you just brought up um coincidence. Now, I, often yeah. th- I I used to obsess about this. Years and years and years ago, many, many years ago, my sister, one of my sisters would say to me, there's this house on this street that you should go look at and buy. And I'd nod my head and go, hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. She must have said that mm-hmm. to me, no exaggeration, 10 times. Finally, okay. one day, I said, yeah, yeah, I-, I should do that. I called the realtor. He, oh, yeah, come on, I'll take care of well, We walk into the house, and as we're walking in, Another couple's walking out, and then we go in and well, see the wow. house, and I'm like, holy smokes. I'm This is my house, and the price was like <laughs> super, super giveaway. I got super excited. Wow. I said to the guy, oh, wow. I'm going to buy this house. He goes, oh, yeah, white, uh, the people that just uh, walked out, they just made an offer, and I was like, wow. are you kidding me? I waited all that time. Anyway, I used to ruminate about that. Yeah, we dropped my wife nuts about this. Da-da-da. We ended up buying another house. But then we lived across the street from this pastor and then this pastor at this church. And then there was this woman there that I met who's Kathy Emmons and she became my co-host. And now we've been doing this for a long time. Had I bought that house in that neighborhood, I not would have done that. And not this this whole thing would not have happened. So there's one of those kind of like things that I pouted and cried about. But it was a divine Mm -hmm. coincidence in some way. I see the hand of God on my life. So what about yeah, you? Has yeah. there been something like that where you go this is cool and I missed it or this happened because of this?
18: Absolutely. Well, I think biblically you're putting it in context. I mean James in his epistle he says nothing is left up to chance. And we think about uh, that that you know that these things feel like coincidence to us but God is orchestrating all of them. Or if you think about it in Proverbs it says even the dice or the lot is cast, but it is ultimately up to the Lord who directs its way that every decision is directed by the Lord. So for me, I mean, I, I would tell you probably, John, most clearly the church I'm pastoring right now um, is the very church that I grew up in. What? I, I was what? here as a child. <laughs> yes. I came to the church as a child. So cool. My dad came to saving faith and then um, he, he wanted to go to a non-denominational church in Denver, Colorado. I was born in Abilene, Texas. And so this pastor says, well, listen, I'll I'll look up in my alumni catalog from Dallas Seminary. I'll find you a non-denominational church in Colorado. He finds this church. My dad, new to the faith, I'm like two years old. We we show up here. We start attending this church. I went here all the way through my high school years and then went to Chicago for seven years to, to study and do my first pastorate but now I'm back pastoring the church that I grew up in. That's and that's, that is I mean,
5: outrageous. And
18: it's crazy. So to think how it came about in my dad's life, to then my life to then be here as the third senior pastor of this church, you know, we were under the first one for, you know, over a decade. And to think that God knew all that, God had a plan mm. for that. <laughs> and then I can constantly see in my ministry here, him continue to, and just affirm that calling. I got to tell you something that didn't happen by coincidence real, real quickly. This yeah. I was just on a flight. This is just a couple months ago. I was greatly discouraged over some things here at the church. And we were, I was running very behind to get my next flight on this layover. I knew I was going to miss it. So from the air, I'm I'm trying to find a new flight. I can't really find one to the next city. So I just decided to get off that plane And go rent a car and drive what would be like six hours to the the city I was supposed to be in. I show up, guys, at the car rental place. Again, a city I'm not supposed to be in with a car reservation I'm not supposed to have. And I get there, and I walk out. There's an Alamo car rental. And I'm walking up, and this guy goes, hey, are you Josh Weidman? And I said, yeah. And he goes, Josh Weidman's in the house. And he starts yelling this. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm looking around for cameras. Right. Right. And he looks at me and he goes, we knew you were coming. You're supposed to be here right now. God has for you to be here right now. And I'm like, no, I'm not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be on another flight, you know, leaving. And he goes, no. He goes, this is your time. We have a car for you. He said, we've upgraded your car. This is for you. I was like, I'm not supposed to have a car. None of it made sense. And, and this guy was like, a, almost like angelic to me. And I said, who are you? And he goes, it doesn't matter who I am. It matters who you are. You're called by God. You get on your way. You've got to get out there. And it, all of that was not by coincidence. I think it was God confirming and calling in my life. I got to tell you the funniest thing he said. I said, can I have a picture with you before I go? And he said, yeah. But I may not show up in the picture. No, he didn't uh, that was, say that. I'm not kidding. You. What? I told my church this story. They all were laughing. He did say that. Now, he did show up in the picture. But, but it, was, it was just this angelic moment. And so anyway, driving away from that, I go, nothing happens by coincidence. Wow. God knew I needed to be there with that man and encourage him that way. And I think God does that kind of thing in our life all the time. That
5: is wacky.
18: I love it so much. Hey, are you Josh Weidman?
5: <laughs> 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 oh, 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 you give me
4: chills. That's crazy, Josh. I know. I, know. I dig it. It's crazy. It. That's fabulous. Yeah. Wow.
18: Well, Excellent.
5: Josh, this has been super fun. Let's Let's do it again.
18: So I'll do it anytime. I love hanging out with you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, that's the awesome. pleasure is ours. Josh Weidman. Hey, are
4: you Josh Weidman? <laughs> Chapel, uh, Grace Chapel in Denver, Colorado, and uh, his book is called "The End of Anxiety." He's got a wife and six kids as well. I mean, God that's bless cool. them all. God bless everyone. Them all. Fabulous. Thanks, Josh. as a young adult, your college years, of course, are extremely pivotal. It's the time to discover who you are. And if you're fortunate and you are involved in Christian life, to discover your God-given calling in life. Because the world calls and says, oh, your college career is all about your future self and making your income to provide for your life. But Mm -hmm. of course, life is much more than that.
5: And there are limitless numbers, seemingly limitless numbers of colleges that will help your child down that path to figure out how to make the The most money, right? To find the most jobs, all those sorts of things, all important things to consider. However, how many schools are there that are going to help your child prepare to go out into the world, to be an effective witness for Christ, to be a person who's able to work In their chosen field in a way that is a calling whether they're being trained as a mechanical engineer or they're being trained to someone in business or an elementary school teacher whatever it is looking at that job as their vocation that is given to them by God and that God can work through them in a magnificent way because of their own individuality how many colleges are going to prepare a child to look at it that way
4: that would be Grove City College eternal biblical truth in all the teachings, gcc.edu, Grove City College.
10: Every day is a great day to play around. At All About Golf in Butler, the new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the pro shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays, equipped with top tracer technology, are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit
3: AllAboutGolfPA.com. Terry Wurgenis here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a three-river sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, May 26th through June 11th. Visit
12: gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kinotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group saturdays at 10 a.m to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement listen every saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with accurate solutions group investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc
13: ask alexa to play the word pittsburgh to hear us there we're on your google speaker too plus iheart tune in and on odyssey 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh
3: We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with periods of late night rain. Expect a low of 58. Keep that umbrella handy tomorrow as we'll see considerable clouds. It'll be breezy with a couple of showers and a high of 66. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds and cooler with a low of 46. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. A nice end of the weekend. We'll see a high Sunday of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: Younger Britons are more likely to believe in damnation. A uh, study finds the something called the World Values Study. It's a uh, one of the largest academic social surveys in the world uh, for more than forty years. According to its data, just under half of Britons say they believe in God, down from seventy mm. five percent in nineteen eighty one. Only five countries—Norway, South Korea, Japan, Sweden, and China—are less likely to believe wow. in God than the UK. The Philippines topped the league table, scoring. How about that? Wow. Uh, Belief in heaven among the UK has also fallen 57% in 1981 to 41% last year. But belief in hell and in life after death has remained largely consistent at 26% and 46%. Okay, so they don't
5: believe in heaven, but they believe in hell? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Only for their political opponents. I don't
4: know. Uh, Uh This just a weird survey.
5: Wait, the Philippines, one hundred percent believe in God. Wow. Mm
4: -hmm. Britons are among the least religious of all countries in the survey, with the twenty-four country league topped by Nigeria, Indonesia, the Philippines, Iran, Greece, and Poland.
5: Mm -hmm. None of those surprised me.
4: In the UK, one in three said there was they were a religious person. 46% 46% said that they were not religious. 21% said they were atheists, up from 4% in 1981.
5: That doesn't recommend the uh, com- the combining of church and state very mm, well, does it? No, it does not. No, it doesn't. All right, we need to take a step away. But when we come back, it's time for the Week in Review. What are we reading, watching? Was everybody talking about? And what hacked us off? It's coming up next,
2: right home.
13: 101.5 WORD.
2: In our daily devotional,
0: Greg Laurie talks about the most important decision you'll ever make in life and its consequences. Start your day with biblical guidance for important decisions delivered directly to your inbox with our station's daily devotional email. Greg is joined by many other ministry leaders. It's amazing how your day can be shaped when you start with
1: God's perspective. Subscribe to any of our devotionals or newsletters at wordfm.com. Slash subscribe
11: people ask me sometimes lance i'm worried about my finances and i feel bad because i should be worried right i realize that inflation is going to be eating up money i've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and biden's spending spree gold has since the beginning of time been the resource that god's people have relied on the silver is mine and the gold is mine is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So Just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in
2: unsteady times. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-207-0028 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-207-0028 now. Again, 800-207-0028. That's 800-207-0028. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a
10: partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School and Champion PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
3: It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, I would say, <laughs> in our
4: circles, what we've been talking about today, which is the untimely death of Pastor Tim Keller, mm-hmm. uh, among other things, um, the default narrative that's happening in our nation's capital. And here locally, I would say the progressive sweep.
5: I think so, too. Uh, that's that's Those are the first two things I would say. Um, and uh, both things a surprise. I mean, we all knew Tim was sick. Uh, so grateful for the time that he spent with us here on the show and just the incredible gift he was to humanity. But I wasn't even remotely close to thinking that he was going to leave us this quickly. Um, and also, on a much lesser note, the election was a surprise to me this yep, week, primary so. election. So that's I'm with you.
3: What was a conversation that made
4: you think? Uh, Monday, 440, Jack Levison was with us. Uh, S- Secrets of the Spirit-filled life. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit here the last couple of weeks, and uh, I- I'm energized by it. By the relationship and the possibility that I've somehow, weirdly, short shrifted the Holy Spirit. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what the heck?
5: Um, I'd say the same day, Mm -hmm. a different interview, though I love Jack. I was thinking of our conversation with Karen Swallow Prior that was at 510. And we talked about kind of the myth of the modern age, um, which is, you know, the modernity saying that, oh, my gosh, we're getting better. We're, you know, we're we're culturally evolving such that we don't need things like wars anymore. We don't need things like, you know, churches, because that would be archaic. You know, we're smarter and better and and. I don't think you need to look very far to realize that that myth is eroding, but what what that, how people, how different people see it, how people um, deal with the erosion of it and how people are building kind of temples to other gods along the way. I yeah. thought it was fascinating. Yeah. I, I, wish we was didn't need,
4: uh, I wish we didn't need wars anymore.
5: Yeah. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you missed either one of those conversations, you can always find our podcast wherever you get your podcast, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy.
1: What are you
4: reading? I'm still reading this uh, book that I started last week, Lonely in the City, Mm. which is perfect for me. Um, uh, To be honest, uh, we read so much um, other stuff. Uh, I've forgotten how enjoyable it is to uh, especially lie in bed and read a book. Oh,
5: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we read so much like, you know, yeah, heavy, heavy books. It's nice to read a story. Yeah. Isn't a story good for the soul?
4: Well, to be honest, I've slept better.
5: Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. You're the second person who told me that this week. Really?
4: Because they're reading something easier and enjoyable at nighttime. Sweeter dreams, I would say. That's (laughs) nice. No one's chasing me.
5: Uh, I am reading a book called Art Plus Faith, A Theology of Making, which is by Makoto Fujimura, Mm. uh, an artist in New York City and a friend of the Kellers. And if you are Interested in the ideas of how art and faith intersect. It's a spectacular mm-hmm. book. Uh, he's a beautiful writer. And um, I give it high marks.
4: What did you eat? Um, <laughs> so we've got a son at home who um, has some sort of a culinary skill. And uh, so nice. last night he made us uh, Swedish meatballs, which were delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm. What I found is um, when people are making me food, I have nothing but praise. <laughs> right,
5: because you're not making
4: it. Uh, exactly. So I'm grateful for the old Swedish meatballs that slid across a plate That's last night. That's a
5: very nice person to cook very for, someone nice. who appreciates it. I had a birthday this week. Yes, you did. Sorry, I'm joking as I talk about oh. it. <laughs> is that a good Got thing? Got stuck in my throat. Um, and my husband and I went to the Springfield Grill in mm, Mars, PA, mm, which mm. is one of our favorite restaurants. That's nice. I just—it's such a beautiful room. Yeah, and that means a lot to me. That's just a thing to me. Is it the 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 space that I'm in matters in how I enjoy the meal and the experience? So yeah. I love the Springfield Grill. Their zucchini fries are top shelf, and I we absolutely love it there. So,
3: what did you watch? Um,
4: <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of TCM, uh, the yeah, Classic. Really? Yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, the other night I watched, uh, my wife and I, we watched two films back to back, which we rarely do. Uh, we watched Alice doesn't live here anymore. Wow. Which was this really great movie. I loved it so much. And, um,
5: what year do you think that is? Uh,
4: probably, uh, Alice doesn't live here, maybe like, uh, 74. Okay. And, uh, postcards from the edge. Which is probably 90 maybe or so. Two oldies, but goodies. Anyway, okay. I just, I, there's something about the unexpectedness of broadcast television. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm searching, it's like I'm being, again, served. Sure. Like, oh, what's this? Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't thought about that. I'll watch that. Oh, that was very enjoyable.
5: That's great.
4: That's the beauty of TV. That's, that's
5: a really great way of looking at it, of looking at viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to watch a new show called Beyond Paradise, Mm. which is on BritBox, uh, which you can I get it through Prime, but you can probably get it different ways. Um, It's a story of a it's like a a murder mystery type of thing, not just a murder mystery, but it's a mystery type of thing because the main character is a detective in a small town on the uh, English coast, Devon. But let me just say that Chris Marshall. K-R-I-S, is the lead actor in it. He also starred in uh, as a supporting role in Sanditon. Mm. But, boy, is he outstanding. I mean, I don't know where this guy has been, but he plays a complex role so well. This is not a heavy show, but, boy, the acting is outstanding. So I really want to recommend it. Uh, I'm only three episodes in, but it's called Beyond Paradise.
3: What hacked you off? Death.
5: Mm-hmm
4: illness, separation. You know, if you're a certain age, people around you, you know, right? Whether you're 20 or 30 or 50 or 60 or 90, whatever, people die. And it's horrible. And it's always a shock, even when you're expecting it. And I don't, I hate it. I hate it so much. Often my response, and it surprises me, but it never should, is that I get so ma- I get so mad when people die. I just do. I just, if ever you want to punch a wall, it's because yeah. people you love die. That's my weird response to it.
5: No. When uh, we got the news that Tim uh, had passed today, I just thought to myself, it's death is so unnatural that you could i was just thinking we just talked to him like somehow that means you can't die if i just talk to you right. i mean that's just but it's so i'm so incredulous about it still like that happens mm-hmm. like people are alive and then they're not it's just i know you think maybe that sounds childish no, or something but i just that's my reaction and uh i think <laughs> I don't know. I just come to grips again with first Corinthians 15, which is death is the enemy for all people who are not yet believers who talk about the fact, oh, they're in a better place. Mm-hmm. or they're mm-hmm. Look, there's none of that. That's all made up. That is stuff we tell each other yeah. to make ourselves feel better. Either there is someone who conquered death as the final enemy or there isn't. And If Jesus was who he said he was, and he was dead and is alive again, then there is hope for everyone, everybody who believes. If he didn't, then forget the special place.
12: What was the best news you heard this week? This is so weird and so cool.
5: I was having
4: a conversation with somebody who I know very well, and just kind of like they blurted it out. (laughs) They said, you know, I've been asking God to come into my life. And he's here. <laughs> like, what? What? I mean, it's kinda of like out of the left field. We weren't even going there and all of a sudden that showed oh, up. Oh my gosh. That's incredible news. So what a crazy, wonderful, wild wow. week it's been. Wow. Hey, I've been asking for God to come into my life and he's here. Oh. That's good news. Wow.
5: Um, the best news I heard this week uh, comes on the heels of the worst news, which is after uh, the death of uh, Tim Keller today. Spending an hour on Twitter reading one response mm, after another. Mm-hmm. People who just said, I, you know, I want to thank you for your preaching. I want to tell you that you were the only mentor I ever had. Uh, you were um, my uncle when I didn't have one. Like whatever it is, just one thing after another. That was beautiful. Yep. Fabulous.
4: What have you been listening to? Oh, this. This is a part of a soundtrack of a film that I love. Called The film's called Until the End of the World. And uh, I listen to soundtracks a lot. This song from Katie Lang is what I've been listening to.
6: All angels all angels Walk me through this one Don't leave-
16: But we're not your how Wow, what a beautiful that voice
6: she has.
5: Wow. Well, I've been listening to this. Tell me. Whoop, there it is.
16: It's stronger than yours It's stronger than yours It's stronger than yours My love is stronger than yours Hate will ever be In my faith is deeper deeper than yours It's deeper than yours It's deeper than yours
8: Be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. People ask me sometimes,
11: Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I should be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. Just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beale learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10%
1: off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter 2 today. This is Tim Seckler, inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show.
4: Things to do this Pittsburgh uh, this weekend. Yeah,
5: this weekend in Pittsburgh. <laughs>
4: Things to do in Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's
5: going to be rainy tomorrow, yeah. or at least on and off. I know. I believe that the Pirate Game is at f- supposed to be at 4.00. Uh, and I'm really hoping they get that in. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. I believe, are the opponent for the next three games. Mm-hmm. So tonight. Friday,
4: Saturday, Sunday. Right.
5: Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon.
4: Monday, Tuesday. What's that? Oh, they're in town Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Are they? Mm-hmm.
5: Maybe yeah. we should try to hit one of those I games. Think that's, I, <laughs>
4: that's why I brought that up. Who, mm-hmm. Who's
5: next after the Diamondbacks? I think Texas. Oh, the Rangers, right. I think so, right. yeah. They, and and they've, they've been coming on strong. Uh-huh,
4: Texas, yep. Next yeah. Monday, Tuesday, You know, Wednesday. Keller
5: was supposed to start tonight. What happened? This would be his normal day. The rotation. Rotation. And? And he's not starting tonight. I think, Any word on that? I think it's Oviedo. Yeah, I'm, it though is. Don't go. Is it? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I think he's going to pitch How tomorrow. Do you miss- There's no... Please don't tell me that he's I'd, hurt.
4: Because tomorrow he's not listed there was as probable. Oh, he's not? Nope. What's, Contreras. hmm Huh Oh please don't say he's hurt because like it's it's like the true. Well, maybe spot.
5: they're trying to give him a little rest after the magnificent performance he had yeah, last time.
4: But you don't want to mess with, with that. I
5: know. Like, don't you want to stay in a rhythm?
4: He's a stud. Get back out there, right?
5: I don't know though. No,
4: get out there. It's Come so on,
5: it's hard to know games. when when you got your racehorse nice. whether you, whether you keep running him or you need to like give him a I know there's a, nap. a
4: lot going on there, but you know. In the old days.
5: I know. Everybody was pitching full games. Yeah. like every, no, All no, that. It's now not, it's like it's so not, it's not, precious. It's not, well, look at how much you're paying for these guys. you got to be careful with your investment.
4: Hey, thanks for being with us. Our podcast is up and running after we leave the air. And uh, have a great weekend. Say your prayers. And uh, be kind to each other, please.
3: The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group